Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Stephen Tillman with Tillman's Corner Sports Talk. I'm here with Heath. Thank you all for joining us. We're doing our show a little bit later in the in the week than we normally do, but you know, life gets busy, so you got to adjust. Uh, thank you all for listening. We want to remind you to subscribe. Subscribe on Spotify or anywhere else you may listen. Maybe it's Apple Podcasts. That way you know when a new episode hits. Uh, email us. Don't forget to email us at Tillman's Corner Sports Talk at gmail.com. Email us with questions, subjects you want us to talk about, you know, any fun facts or, or stuff that uh, you think would be fun to be included in the show. Check out our socials, Heath Tillman or Stephen Tillman, Instagram, Facebook. Um, you can click the link to go to, uh, it'll show you to where you can enter questions or it'll uh, take you to where you can can listen to, our, to the episode. So we got a we got a good episode lined up. Mainly, it's going to be about the NFL draft, specifically Alabama players and some other things that surprised us. Uh, be kind of a shorter episode because Heath and I have to go dominate on the field in slow pitch softball. Yes, it is a real thing. Grown men playing slow pitch softball, but hey, um, but we got some local shout outs. We love doing local shout outs. Who we had tonight, Heath? For our local shout outs tonight, we had six players drafted in the NFL draft. And I'm just going to go over them, and then I'm going to think I'm going to tell you who I think is going to be the biggest standout. First off, we had Roger McCrary. He played college ball at Auburn and went to high school at Williamson High School here locally in Mobile. He got drafted by the Tennessee Titans. Next, Valus Jones from Tennessee. He went to Saraland High School and got drafted by the Bears. Cordell Flott. He also he went to LSU. He's a cornerback. Played went to high school at Saraland High School here in Mobile, and he got drafted by the Giants. Jalen Tolbert. He's played college ball locally at South Alabama. Also went to high school locally at McGill Tulin. He got drafted by the Cowboys. Of course, Jalen Armour Davis from Alabama. He got he went to St. Paul's for high school, and then he got drafted by the Ravens. And then lastly, Neil Farrell from LSU. He went to high school here locally in at Murphy, and he got drafted, I believe, by the Raiders. He got drafted by the Raiders. Yeah, yeah, he did. My bad. I messed up that in our notes. But, uh, yeah, so uh, six guys. I think I saw – you might have sent me the stat. It was by – I forget who put it out. Like, Mobile's population is like 190,000. And there were six players drafted in the first 126 picks or something, which is pretty incredible considering, you know, the number of players that get drafted is, you know, few and far between from all over the country and even, you know, that come over from other countries. But so of all these guys, who do you think who do you think's gonna have the biggest impact maybe as a rookie or just as a career who'll have the best career? Oh, I got two guys. First, I think the Bama guy Jalen Armour Davis from the Ravens. Everybody, if you follow the NFL, the Ravens normally have a really good defense and they're known for taking Alabama corners. They took Marlon Humphreys a couple years ago and then uh, Averett, he was also a cornerback. And so they take Jalen Armour Davis in the fourth round, I believe. And I think he has a chance to stand out pretty well. I like him. I like his size. You know, he he actually got drafted on like the other Bama cornerback we'll hit on later. But I think he has a really good chance of maybe being a starter on the other side of Marlon Humphreys. Yeah, those are really good picks. Um my my guy just have one. I mean, I think hopefully all these guys succeed. Being local guys, we'd love to see that. But I think the the best situation, and obviously over the course of a career that could change. But I think Jalen Tolbert starts off in the best situation, just because you know he goes to the Cowboys where he's going to be probably the number three wide receiver. So he's not 
there's no pressure on him to perform right away. You know, you have uh, CeeDee Lamb, Michael Gallup, and even the tight end Dalton Schultz, and, of course, the running game. So he goes to a team where, you know, he'll be, he won't be double teamed. He won't be pressured to perform at a high level immediately. So I think he, he'll have the best maybe rookie year, maybe the next few years. Yeah, I love that pick. Jalen Tolbert, I think he's really talented. And he's my – I would have picked him, but I really don't like the Cowboys. I'm sad that he went to him because I was hoping he went. But Dallas has a really good quarterback with Dak Prescott. I think he'll be, like you said, the third receiver. But Michael Gallup just tore his ACL this past year, so he could slide into that number two slot and produce really well for them. I think he he's the best Cowboys draft pick to me. It was a position of need because they lost Amari Cooper. So I think plugging him in, I think it could be huge. But, you know, we do these local shout-outs every week, and we've been telling people well, this area is so talented with so many good athletes. And that just shows, like you said, 190,000 people in Mobile and six players got drafted in the NFL draft in the first four rounds, which is it's absolutely crazy and it's phenomenal. And it's really, you know, we got a lot of talent out here, and I hope it continues to grow. Yeah, yeah, uh, definitely hope that those guys do well and excited to watch their careers. Uh, so the hot topic for tonight, you know, we said we're talking about the NFL draft. This is the only topic that we won't be talking about NFL draft, but it does have to do with football. If you're following college football, uh, the wide receiver from Pitt, uh, I don't know if I should say former because he s- still could go back to Pitt, but Jordan Addison, wide receiver. He won the uh, award last year, the Belitnikoff Award for the best receiver in the nation. I thought it should have been Jamison Williams, but, you know, I'm probably biased. I know I am. Anyway, he's in the portal. Uh, There's a lot of Alabamas in the mix, Texas, USC. uh, But, you know, we're seeing NIL have a lot to do with it. So what's your take on that? I think this Jordan Addison could be the tipping point of big NIL changes. You know, I'll break it down for you if you don't know. Like you said, Jordan Addison, he won the Belinikoff Award, which basically means you're the best receiver in the country. He won that last year with the University of Pittsburgh. And a lot of reports came out earlier this week about USC boosters, and USC has offered Jordan Addison $3 million in cash, a house, and a vehicle to come play for them for one season, which is mind-blowing to offer a 19- or 20-year-old that. But that's what they offered him. And apparently Pitt's coach called Lincoln Riley, USC's coach, multiple times and couldn't get through. So then he finally got through, and he was just really mad, voices displeasure. And then reports came out that Jordan Addison was training and throwing with Bryce Young yesterday, so that's how Bama got thrown in the mix. But honestly, man, I think big changes are about to come for the NIL. Listen, Bama gets a lot of transfers, so we obviously benefit a lot. Saban said he didn't like it, but if it's going to be legal and happen, he's going to be the best at it. Just like anything, you got to adapt. So I think big changes are coming, and I hope so, because you can't just pay a kid $3 million, give him a house, give him a car, just to come to your school for a year. Yeah, it's pretty much, you know, before the NIL, you know, guys got in trouble for selling their jersey and getting money. You know, it's their jersey, and signing autographs for money. You know, they got in trouble for that. Now it's, like you said, offering $3 million, and we'll get more into NIL here in the next few weeks over the summer. Um, but, I mean, that's nuts. I mean, the guy, was he maybe 20 years old, 21 years old? Yeah. If I was a 20-year-old and somebody offered me $3 million, a house and a car, to go play college football for one year, and you know you're still going to get drafted pretty high. So it's not like he's going to a team where he might not get noticed. You know, he's going to USC, so $3 million, already a millionaire in college. 
I mean, that'd be pretty hard to pass up. So that'd be interesting to see. I mean, you know, as a Bama fan, we've already gotten two wide receivers in the in the portal. So I'm not saying I wouldn't take them, but I'm just I'm not sold on this NIL stuff. I think it needs to be regulated a little bit more. So we'll see how that goes. But uh, the main topic for tonight, or at least the the first topic we'll be talking about, is the Alabama players in the draft, and then we'll go over those and kind of hit on some undrafted guys. But first off, the the Alabama players that were drafted. So in the first round, we have Evan Neal went number seven overall to the Giants, and then Jamison Williams went number 12 overall to the Lions. What do you think about those, Heath? Yeah, Bama did it again. They got two guys drafted in the first round, and honestly, I'm happy for both these guys. I think Jamison Williams would have went higher if he wouldn't have tore his ACL in the National Championship, but so Evan Neal, he got drafted by the Giants, like Steven said, seventh overall. Jamison went 12th overall to the Lions. I don't love it for Jamison Williams just because he's got to go to Detroit, who's a terrible franchise. Yeah. And then Jared Goff's throwing you the football, so he'll probably get you killed a couple times. So I don't love it for him, but obviously getting drafted that high is really awesome. And then Evan Neal, I think he'll be a great pick for the Giants. I love it for Brian Dayball, old offensive coordinator for Bama. Getting that guy to protect your quarterback is so big. And you've seen with Joe Burrow, you got to protect your quarterback at all costs. So I'm really happy for these two guys. Yeah, like you said, I, it sucks that Williams, uh, J-Mo went to the Lions because, yeah. uh, I mean, they could be number one pick next year, maybe get Bryce Young, I don't know. But uh, as of right now, you know, they had a few first-round picks, I think maybe two. They got Aiden Hutchinson and uh, Jameis Williams. So, who knows, they might have a better year next year. But if history is anything, I mean, they had Matthew Stafford for years and didn't do anything. Um, and look what he did in one season with the Rams. But So happy for those guys. Hope they do really well. So moving on to round two, we had John Mechie, wide receiver, who would have been a first-round pick if he didn't tear his ACL in the SEC championship. He goes number 44 overall to the Texans. And then Fadarian Mathis, he also went. He's a defensive lineman in Alabama. Um, went in the second round, number 47 overall to the Washington Commanders. Make sure I get that right. Washington Commanders. So uh, what about those, Heath? Yeah, it's funny. You say Washington Commanders. They just changed their name to the Washington Commanders. But I like those picks. Like I said, kind of about same with Jameson. I'm sorry for John Mechie having to go to the Texans, who also really don't have a quarterback. And I think Bryce Young could potentially end up there next year, just like he could end up with Jamison Williams in the Lions. But I like the Mathis pick going to the Commanders. They have a history – of drafting Alabama D-lineman. They got Deron Payne, and then they got Jonathan Allen, I think, a year before that. They picked Ryan Anderson. He's there. So they got a history with Alabama guys, kind of like I said with Jalen Armour Davis, going you know, to the Ravens. They have a history of that. They're really successful. So I'm really happy for both these guys. And two more guys drafted in the second round is awesome. Yeah, for sure. I hope, you know, hopefully John Mechie can fully recover. Um, the good thing, I guess, if there is about going to the Texans is they have Brandon Cooks, so he won't have to be the number one guy, but he'll still, they're still definitely going to need him because their roster isn't very talented, very depleted of, of a whole lot of talent. So moving on to the third round, and this one surprised me. We'll talk about that a little bit later, but uh, linebacker Christian Harris went in uh, the third round, number 75 overall to the Texans. And then Brian Robinson, the running back, uh, Went and also in the third round, number 98 overall to the Washington Commanders. So, I mean, I know we'll talk about it later, but how surprised were you that, that Harris slid that far? Well, I was surprised about both of these picks 
for different reasons. I was shocked that Christian Harris slid. I know when we both went over last week, I think we both had him going in the second round, right? Mm -hmm. So, of course, I was shocked that he slid also. It was something with the inside linebacker sliding a little bit. It was really weird. He slid all the way to the third round to the Texans, which I think could be a steal for the Texans. And then I was also shocked Brian Robinson went as high as he did in the third round because I thought for sure he was a fourth or fifth round guy. He got drafted ahead of some guys that I was really shocked, but really happy for him. He's deserving. He stayed He stayed the course at Bama. He could have transferred. He stayed the course. And I think he'll get a lot of use with the commanders. They got Antonio Gibson, but I think he could be a goal line guy and just give him some physicality. Yeah, I think it's a good situation for Brian, uh, for a B-Rob, just because, like you said, he goes to the team. They have a good defense. Um I don't know how great the quarterback play will be because they just <laughs> traded for Carson Wentz in the offseason. So who knows there? Uh, but I think they typically run the ball pretty decent. And like you said, he won't be – they have Antonio Gibson. He won't be the number one guy. So he'll be a change of pace guy, kind of a just a bruiser. You know, he's not going to outrun, you know, anybody. He's not going to be the guy that's like a Christian McCaffrey that comes out of the backfield yeah. and, and gets a lot of receptions. But – I think he can do a really good job for this team. Uh, so the last guy, Alabama had seven players drafted. The last player drafted was cornerback uh, Jalen Armour Davis. We spoke about him already for local shout-outs. He was drafted in the fourth round, number 119 overall by the Ravens. You know, you already hit on it. The Ravens love them. Some Alabama cornerbacks with Humphrey and Averitt. Obviously, Humphrey the most success so far. But uh, what you feel about this pick? I love this pick. Like you said, uh they got success picking Alabama corners before, so they go that way again. And I'm really happy for Jalen Armour Davis. He's a local guy. I think he'll do really, really well in that system. You know, they brought – they got rid of their old defensive coordinator. They brought in Michigan's defensive coordinator. It's funny. John Harbaugh, if you don't know, he's the coach of the Ravens. Jim Harbaugh is the coach of Michigan. Uh, so he kind of took his brother's, you know, defensive coordinator and brought him to the Ravens. So I think it would be good for Jalen Armour Davis. And, you know – it's, it's crazy to say, but uh, Bama had seven guys drafted in this year's draft, and it was a down year to me. Yeah. You know, normally they're up there 9, 10, 11, only having seven guys. That just shows you how loaded – well, how how great Saban is at recruiting that. It's a down year, and you still got seven guys. So, I'm happy for all these guys. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, well, who was – we kind of maybe already touched on this a little bit, but so the biggest surprise for me, I'll go ahead and give my biggest surprise. Uh, I would say Brian Robinson. Maybe, maybe Mathis, I thought maybe he'd be around three guy, but uh, probably B-Rob is a surprise because I think I, I had him going third or fourth round, but I was more – if I had to pick, I would have said fourth round. Yeah. Uh, pretty surprised because there were some other backs on the board that were still, I think, rated higher than him. Um, but like I said, excited for him. So that would probably be my biggest surprise as far as Alabama players. Yeah, this is Alabama players. We got our biggest surprise. Yeah. For me, and this may sound crazy if you're listening, how this guy can be a surprise. But for me, it's Evan Neal going seven to the Giants. I, you know, I'm shocked that he didn't go higher, which is crazy. Like seven, that's crazy. I was shocked he didn't go higher because Jacksonville, listen, I could be totally wrong, but I don't know what you're doing picking Trayvon Walker. The guy had four sacks last year. Don't even have ten sacks for his career. You know, I would have thought he was going to go one, and then I was shocked the Panthers went with the other offensive tackle from NC State. I was shocked about that. But I think he went to a good situation, like I said, with Brian Dayball. But to me, that was the biggest surprise, along with Federian Mathis and then B-Rob. And, of course, you hit on Christian Harris, how he slid. But to me, it was Evan Neal, him sliding back to number seven. 
So we're going to go over the undrafted free agents the, uh, out of Alabama so far that have, that have signed with teams. I think there's one, Daniel Wright. I, don't, I haven't seen that he's signed with anybody. I don't know if he will. No. He might get a chance. But we're going to go over the people that we know have uh, signed to come in and you know, work out and try to make the team. So uh, Josh Job, cornerback, he signed uh, as a free agent with the Eagles. Then you have linebacker Chris Allen, who was hurt pretty much the whole season except for the – he played a little bit in the first game. Uh, if he doesn't get hurt, he go he gets drafted for sure, like easily, oh, yeah. probably maybe second or third round, maybe even second round. Um, he goes to the Broncos. Offensive lineman Chris Owens. <laughs> I'm not sure he'll make the team. No, you know, we talked about no, he had not. a rough year. Anyway, he went to the Steelers. Defensive lineman LeBron Ray, who just could not stay healthy for Alabama. He goes to the Patriots and wide receiver Slade Bolden. I was so shocked and disappointed. That he not that he went to the Ravens, but that he didn't go to the Patriots. But anyway, wide receiver Slay Bolden, he goes to the to the Ravens. So who do you who has the best chance for success, and um, who do you think is the best value as undrafted free agent? Well, to me, obviously, I think the best value is Josh Job going to the Eagles, and I think him and uh, Chris Allen, who went to the Broncos, will have the most success. Obviously, I was very shocked that Josh Job did not go drafted. It's crazy, you know. I think last week I know I had him going maybe fourth round. Yeah. I think I had him fourth round in my mock draft, and it's crazy that he went undrafted. Maybe there's some stuff we don't know about health wise. Like I said, he's due for a couple flags a game. Yeah. But I think getting him, like I said, I thought he was a fourth round grade. I know Mel Kiper and Tommy Shea had him pretty high to the corner too. So I think the Eagles getting him, who absolutely knocked the draft and everything out of the park. So I think getting him, and I think Chris Allen to the Bron- to the Broncos is a good pick. So my two is one you already mentioned, Chris Allen to the Broncos. Uh, he's a guy, like we said, if he wouldn't have been hurt, he would have been a draft pick. Probably he might have snuck into the first round, but for sure a higher pick, you know, second or third round. He's a guy that's really stout against the run, even has some, you know, strength and a little bit of speed. He's not a Will Anderson speed, but who is? Uh, but he definitely has some pass rush ability. If he doesn't get hurt, uh, if he can get back to – 100% healthy and how he was at Alabama, this could be like a huge pickup for the Broncos, getting him as an undrafted free agent. Uh, and my other guy is LeBron Ray. It's also kind of goes back to injuries. If, if he can be 100% healthy, because like the Patriots have a way of finding guys yeah. that, that come in, either they come in from college that didn't do hardly anything in college, or they come in from another team that didn't do anything at the team they were at. And they they find a way to use him. So if he's a guy that if he can get healthy, because when he was at Bama, you know, I think his sophomore year, maybe his junior year, he was a preseason All-American, I believe it was, or at least All-SEC, and then he got hurt. You know, we've talked about that, couldn't stay healthy. But I think if he can stay healthy and get back to 100%, he could definitely be uh, a good pickup for the Patriots and, and free agency. But um, So number two topic, this will be the last topic of the night. We're going to kind of a two-parter. Uh, we're going to talk about – who had the best, who, in our opinion, who had the best draft and who had the worst draft. And we're going to give you our reasons why we think that is. So, Heath, I think you already mentioned it, but it's probably the same for both of us. In your opinion, who had the best draft? Well, i got two teams. For me, the first is obviously the Philadelphia Eagles. They traded up and got the big guy from Georgia, Jordan Davis. I think he's really big at help their run defense along with Fletcher Cox. And then they made a trade – and got AJ Brown, who I know I think I had I had him in my top ten. I think you had him in top five. Yeah. 
Yeah. Stephen Hammond's top five of receivers. I am in my top ten. But getting a guy like that for like the 23rd pick or something, whichever it was, excuse me, is absolutely crazy. But my second team is the New York Jets. They drafted Sauce Gardner, the cornerback, out of Cincinnati. They got him at four. He did a great job when Alabama played Cincinnati in the playoffs. He shut down James Williams and Mechie. And then they got Garrett Wilson from Ohio State, really talented receiver, really good upside. And then they traded back into the first round to get the pass rusher, Jermaine Johnson from Florida State, who a lot of people had him going in the top ten in a lot of mock drafts and stuff. So to get him at like 20, what was it, 25, 26, 27, something like that, I think those are two teams that absolutely knocked it out of the park. Yeah, three first-round picks, and then uh, everybody else had um, in the draft. But So my number one, you already mentioned them, is the Eagles. Just because, like you mentioned, I mean, they get – it's funny because they were at pick – I think they traded up to 13, and then you're thinking they're trading up to get Jamison Williams because that's who everybody had getting pegged. They were interested in Jamison Williams, and then all of a sudden the Lions trade one spot ahead of the Eagles and to get Jamison Williams. But they still – uh, draft Jordan Davis, big guy, like you said. Uh, I was, man, I was really impressed by the AJ Brown trade because you give up a first and a third round pick for a guy that's already a top receiver in the league. And yeah, the Titans, the Titans, I don't know what they're doing. I mean, I don't, I don't think they got anything worth anything. And not saying that Traylon Burks, who they drafted to yeah. come in and be the number one guy, isn't going to be good, but Traylon Burks isn't proven. Trade Derrick Henry. Yeah, he's not proven. Uh, A.J. Brown is proven. For sure. So, 10 times out of 10, heck yeah, you give up a first and a third round pick to yeah. get A.J. Brown. And he's only 24 years old. So, you young. know what you're getting? I mean, it's just insane because you look at Tyreek Hill and Devontae Adams, the teams that traded for them, what they had to give up. Now, I'm not yeah. saying A.J. Brown is a Tyreek Hill type of guy, but he's not like, try, you know, he's not far down the list. He's, he's a top, top yeah. five receiver. He's a top five yeah, receiver. Top five. So, it's not like he's far down the list. And all the Eagles had to give up was a first and a third round pick to get him. So you bring him in there. They already had a great running game, I think, led the league. And yeah. you pair him with Devontae Smith. So I think they absolutely killed it. Uh, we talked about Jordan Davis, and then I'll hit on this guy in a minute. N'Kobe Dean. Yeah, home run. They got N'Kobe Dean, a linebacker from Georgia, in the third round. I mean, from the trades and then who they picked, there's no doubt in my mind the Eagles. Shout out to Mark Quell. Huge Eagles fan, our our buddy. Uh, they absolutely won this draft. To me, it wasn't even close. Um, so the worst draft, I'm pretty sure we'll have the same. Um, the worst draft again. We don't talk about who we think is going to be. You know, we don't make our plan and what we're going to talk about and just match them up. I just think we think a lot alike. Uh, so I'll I'll go first real quick. Yeah. Go so first. my worst pick is the New England oh Patriots. Now it's <laughs> it's hard to say because. It is Bill Belichick, and he does some really weird things sometimes, and it seems like they not always, but a lot of times work out. But man, I was so confused. I'm, I'm thinking in the first round, I thought if they didn't get a receiver, they go after a linebacker, a fast linebacker to help their young, you know, their aging linebacker group. They get a guy that I think was like everybody had him rated as maybe a third or fourth round guy. Sean McVay said they were scouting him to draft him in the fourth round. Yeah. And they Sean McVay, Super Bowl winning coach and their general manager of the Rams 
laughed at the pick. Go ahead. Yeah, so I can't, I'm trying to think of the guy's name. He's from Chattanooga, offensive guard. Cole Strange. Cole Strange. And I will say it was a very strange pick. <laughs> um, so they draft him in the first round. And then was it the second round they get – the, I mean, he's the fastest receiver in the draft, 4'2", 840, oh Tyquan Thornton at Baylor. But when you look at who they drafted him over, there were other wide receivers um, there. There were other very good wide receivers. And then just their draft as a whole. You know, they already have Damian Harris at running back. The other guy, Ramondre, I think, or Ramon Stevenson from last year. James White, I want to say one other guy. They drafted two running backs. And then in the fourth, you know, you signed Mac Jones, drafted Mac Jones last year, had a really good rookie year. He's going to be your franchise quarterback. Then they get, use a fourth-round pick, Zappy, on the quarterback at a Western Kentucky. I mean, hey, I guess that's why we're not getting paid millions to the coach. But I was very confused. I feel like we weren't the only ones, like a lot of people, about what in the world the Patriots are doing. So by far, they, to me, had the – I mean, the Dolphins, who didn't even have a pick in the, what, first – Three rounds, maybe? First two rounds had a better draft than the Patriots. So they are my worst uh, team uh, in the draft by far. I'm right there with you. Like you said, we don't talk about this. We're both really passionate about the Patriots because we like Mac Jones. This was mind-blowing. <laughs> and you hit on Cole Strange. Great job. Crazy pick. Maybe it'll be a good pick. You know, Bill Belichick does good at picking these weirdos. But let me tell you, the, the the kid from Baylor out of the second round, what did you say his name was? Uh, Tyquan Thornton. Tyquan Thornton. Baylor, wide receiver. I bet nobody that listens has ever heard of this kid except when he ran at the combine, ran a 4-2. Listen, you're supposed to be building a football team. You're not out there running track. He looked like a, a string bean running around in them green Baylor uniforms. <laughs> you know, uh, Bill Belichick picked Nikhil Harry like two or three years ago in the first round. He passed up on Debo Samuel, top five receiver, A.J. AJ Brown, Brown, top five receiver, and D.K. Metcalf. Listen, maybe we'll both be wrong, but that is mind-blowing. When you had guys there under Kobe Dean or Christian Harris, John Mechie, you had George Pickens out of Georgia who oh, – yeah. a guy from He's a, a guy from Alabama who played at Hoover, I think. Yeah, played at Hoover. It's just mind-blowing what Bill Belichick's doing. You know, a lot of people say you shouldn't ever question the gro- the GOAT, Bill Belichick. I'm questioning We're him. questioning I, I, Listen, I know when you get up older in age, you know, I'm only 25, <laughs> and I feel like I'm losing a lot mentally in my head. And he's Bill Belichick's getting on up there, so I don't know what's going on. So that's definitely my worst draft pick by, like, the worst team yeah, we'll see. Again, he might make us all look dumb, but Lord, I'm I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. So anyway, we're going to move on. Uh, so who who had the best value pick? Maybe maybe that someone that slid. Uh, Miles is a guy that we already talked about, but who was your who got the best value pick in the draft? I got two guys, but I think you're going to hit on one of them, so I'm going to go on the one I don't think you're going to hit on. I think the Buffalo Bills with James Cook, they got him at 67th overall. We both hit on him. We had him as a sleeper, could be a you know a diamond in the rough kind of guy. I think he's super talented. I think he's just like his brother Dalvin Cook. He didn't get a lot of opportunities at Georgia because they had so many good running backs. 
So you had to keep rotating them, you know. But I think he could be a huge, you know, they just keep loading up the Buffalo Bills. And I think he, I think he could potentially be a starter. Yeah. So I like him. I like James Cook. Yeah, that's a really good pick. He was in, I think, both of our sleeper yeah. lists uh, the, the, on the show we did before the – excuse me, before the draft. So my pick is who you were thinking probably, Nakobe Dean. Oh, yeah. And we'll kind of we'll, – the next topic – or not topic, the next question is biggest surprise from the draft, like overall. Um, and I'll kind of roll into that with this. Nakobe Dean was my best value pick, as we already said. A third round – he was rated as a first-round guy mm-hmm. by, like, pretty much every person that I've – read and seen and listened to got him in the third round so he's going to be a starter uh he was one of my biggest surprises from the draft him and christian harris you know these are two guys today's nfl they're not six foot four 250 pound linebackers that used to be you know just head hunters in the middle that you run the ball at the middle they're going to stuff you um Today's NFL is sideline to sideline. Can you cover? Can you blitz? Can you run sideline to sideline? That's what Christian Harris and Kobe Dean, that's what they do. Now, believe me, they can bring the power up the middle, but they're fast guys. They're smaller guys, 5'11", 6 foot, you know, 220 to 230 pounds maybe. But they had a lot of success in college, so I was very, very shocked that both of them slid Um that far so that was a surprise the drake london going number eight overall to the falcons that was a huge he was a was a first wide receiver drafted i think now i'm not saying he's not a great receiver but to be number eight and first wide receiver drafted that was surprising there was a lot of surprising stuff you know malik willis falling all the way to the third round this just showed how weak of a quarterback class it was i mean you had last year there were five quarterbacks taken in the first 15 picks three of the first three picks with a with a were quarterbacks last year's draft. This year's draft, you have one quarterback taken in the first two rounds, and the first one only went number twenty yeah. to the Patriots. So this was like extremely extremely weak quarterback class. But it still surprised me that Malik Willis fell all the way. He wasn't even the second quarterback taken. I don't think wasn't Ritter. Ritter. Yeah. Ritter was the second quarterback <laughs> taken to the Falcons. So. Just a lot of weird things happening, so that was definitely my biggest surprise from the draft. Well, you just hit on it. My biggest surprise was Malik Willis falling. You know, people had him in the top ten pick because, you know, quarterbacks go high. He fell crazy. I was super shocked that he fell that much. And then that was who I was shocked fell. I was surprised the Falcons took Desmond Ritter in the second round, and he probably had the quote of the weekend who said, he said he's not leaving Atlanta until he brings them a Super Bowl. Well, he might be on a walker out there on the field. <laughs> hey, let me tell you something. I I don't I don't see Desmond Ritter being an NFL quarterback. But, you know, that's my biggest surprise. And also, it's not on here, but get your thoughts on something. The mock draft, a 2023 mock draft came out. Alabama had the top two players, Bryce Young, Will Anderson. What's your thoughts? Oh, absolutely. It's not happening. even close. It's happening. Yeah, it's no, but, close. I mean, a lot can happen because – who would have thought uh, Walker would have went number one overall? I mean, did people even have him in the first two rounds when the season started? Um, so, I mean, a lot can happen. If, but I, I, if Bryce doesn't get hurt, I don't see there's any way that he's not a – I'll say top two pick. I guess some people might pick Stroud over him. But I just don't see it. Will Anderson, you know, this is a quarterback league, so quarterbacks will go before him, I think. But – 
Will Anderson is going to be the num- the best player in the draft. And, hey, someone might trade up to number one to yeah. get him ahead of a quarterback over Stroud or, or uh, Youngs because he's just so dominant. Um, so, yeah, I, I think them going one and two is definitely a real possibility. Yeah, I think depending on the order, I think it depends who gets the number one pick. So, for instance, if the Jaguars get the number one pick, they already have Trevor Lawrence. So, I think they'll probably go Will Anderson. Or one of these you know teams, if they already have a quarterback – I think they'll go Will Anderson. But other than that, if you need a quarterback, you normally go with the quarterback. So probably Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud. Or, you know, I've seen some crazy ones where you got NC State's quarterback. I forget his name. There's always – after, the, there. after the draft, if you look at next year's draft, there's always some weird person that you have no idea who they – like you have to Google, who is this guy? Because somebody has them in the mock draft. But sometimes they turn out and surprise you. But then some, most of the time, you know – it's just fun to do mock drafts a year ahead of time <laughs> to talk about them. But, hey, thank you all for joining us tonight. It was a lot of fun. Like we said, it was a little shorter of an episode. We have to go hit dingers on the softball field. Um, but, anyway, thanks, you all, for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and email us, Tillman's Corner Sports Talk at gmail.com. Send us your questions and thoughts. Uh, if you love the show, let us know. Hey, if you hate the show, let us know what we can do different. But, you know, we're always looking to get better. So thank you all for listening. We'll talk to you all next week.